0: Welcome back to the Mountains and the Sea, where we find the high and low of each and every Prince album every other week. I'm Christy. And this
1: is Josh.
0: And today, today, we're so glad that you're back with us. And we are going to talk about the Live at the Summit Houston 1999 tour, December 29th, 1982. The DVD that's included with the 1999 Super Deluxe.
1: So, we're currently sitting here in mid-March 2020. We've had this, since, this set since November of 2019. Yes. We hadn't so much as removed the DVD from the cardboard case in this <laughs> set yet, which was not an easy thing to get out, by the way. It was a tight fit. Oh,
0: was it a tight fit? It was had, a tight you fit. You had I hadn't it out already. Th- I went to go put uh, it in the yeah. DVD player. But
1: I had not removed the disc from the sleeve just yeah. been enthralled with all the other audio stuff and personally i've never been a huge prince video collector right because there's a lot to sort through and there's a lot of cheesy material to you
0: well know, find he, the gems yeah and you were doing it for me you didn't want to watch it without me exactly i was yeah. waiting
1: for us to be able to sit together for an hour and eight minutes or however long it was
0: that's right and yeah you know covid19 was a good excuse for us to uh, do a little social isolation and watch this together. And we hope that you're all well. Please wash your hands. Oh, yeah, we will uh, continue to try and bring you content to get your mind off of it. We're not going to talk about it. But if you can stay home, please do so because flattening the curve is a real and vital way to keep our most at-risk population well, and that's true for you no matter where you are on this earth. And what
1: better way to sit alone with your headphones (laughs) on and listen to podcasts like this one?
0: That's right. We are the
1: cure, essentially. (laughs) Basically.
0: That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to take
1: an early break because I think I broke my arm patting myself on the back. (laughs) All right. So So, can we talk about the summit?
0: Let's do it. Four days
1: after Christmas in 1982.
0: That's right. Can we talk a little bit about the venue? Go ahead. Because it's kind of interesting. Yep. It was a multi-use venue constructed when the Rockets were purchased in 1971 by the Texas Sports Investment Group. And it was moved from San Diego to Houston. Mm-hmm. Didn't open for a couple years, but they built it specifically for that sports franchise. Yeah, it opened in
1: 1975.
0: Yes. And the very first concert in the venue yeah. was The Who on yep. November 20th, 1975. And the very final concert was by ZZ Top, Houston on,
1: native yes, ZZ
0: Top. Yes. On November 22nd, 2003.
1: That's a good 30-year run, about? Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. Almost like 28 years to the day.
1: Yeah. I was looking at the Wikipedia page for the building, and they had notable performances at the summit. The Who, Parliament Funkadelic, The Eagles, Led Zeppelin, Bad Company, Aerosmith, Kiss, Queen, Bruce Springsteen, The Bee Gees, Journey, Cyndi Lauper, Michael Jackson, ZZ Top, Madonna. You know who's not listed?
0: Prince, which is yeah. okay, which is amazing because yep. ZZ Top had the most appearances, Makes twenty. Sense. That's yes. Our hometown. Yes. Next was Neil Diamond mm-hmm. at eighteen appearances, and third. The only time Prince is going to be third to ZZ Top and Neil Diamond was <laughs> number, number of, performances. of performances at the summit. Yeah, eleven. Houston
1: is another one. I think that's why they picked Detroit and Houston for these inclusions. Because if I had to name two cities outside Minneapolis that were big Prince supporters and showed out, showed up for him throughout his career, well, they'd be Houston, Detroit, and probably Oakland would be another. Yeah. Yep. So the building is still there, too. It just happens to, after leasing it for a number of years and then purchasing it, uh, is a megachurch, Lakewood Church, with, I guess, at best, somewhat slimy lead pastor, <coughs> Joel Olstein <laughs> leading the crew there now.
0: Yeah, yeah. they put uh, $95 million worth of renovations into the building to turn it from a multi-use right. sports and Music venue into their mega church. Yes. I have thoughts on that. I'm not going to.
1: Well, I know they bought it for them. like $10 million that seven they bought the building for. Seven so, and a yeah. half. And they argued that throughout the lease they put in so many millions of dollars into the building to renovate it. And that well, isn't the true cost of what they spent on the building.
0: Yeah. Well, and Houston agreed, the city of Houston agreed, it was going to cost them, they looked at it, about $95 million to change it back to a multi-use facility bring it up to date change make the changes back to what they needed to be to be able to accommodate anything other than a church basically right and uh, it just wasn't worth it so
1: yeah they could make seven and a half million dollars off of letting the church continue to use it yeah yep so on the DVD is just the print show, but we yeah, know that's... not that a r- menu
0: or anything. Oh,
1: no, no, no menu. You <laughs> put it in, you better be ready to party because it just starts playing. No menu, although we did find the chapters will skip you to each song. Yes. Which is helpful. Yeah,
0: Yes, I would have liked to, like...
1: I don't know why they didn't just do a menu. It would have I taken mean, like 30 minutes to grab some 1999 <laughs> graphic assets and just make a menu.
0: A single photo with yeah. a menu that says play. Play.
1: Well, you could do like
0: more chapters.
1: Play a song, you know, yeah. and jump to a spot something I could have done and I'm an idiot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's not true, but this is not your forte though you have done it before you made lots of videos for a kids sure. a little. Uh, yeah, it would not have been hard to do.
1: We can talk about the video a little bit too. It includes only Prince's performance from that night, which is partly limitations of what you can fit on a DVD. But there was also a Vanity 6 performance and a performance by the time that led up to the hour and eight minute performance by Prince. So you really only get about half of the show of the evening with this Prince show. You're not seeing everything that people in attendance there saw. Speaking of attendance, it's believed it was sold out and attendance was around 11,400 people.
0: That's pretty great.
1: Not so bad for a like $15 ticket. Pretty good bargain.
0: Well, in 2020 dollars, that's a lot more than 15 dollars. Well, sure. But it's not.
1: But you got. It's still
0: not a 500 dollar ticket. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. And you get a pretty choreographed, well put together, although somewhat stripped down performance by three different groups. Yeah. If you don't look behind the curtain, it's three (laughs) different
0: groups. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Shall we start? Go ahead and start the show. Sure. All right. We found a video of the Times performance for this evening. Right. We're not going to talk about it as in depth as we're going to talk about what was actually included with the 1999 Super Deluxe set. But we did, we saw it. We watched it. it was like we're not f- going
1: to gloss over it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> It was like 45 minutes long,
1: uh-huh.
0: and we would just want to talk about that, and I'll put a link to that on our social media. You can find us on Facebook, The Mountains and the Sea, a Prince podcast. You can find us on Twitter at TMATS, T-M-A-T-S podcast, or you can send me an email at at podcast at gmail.com, and I'll shoot you back a link if you're not on the socials.
1: So the time starts off with this drum and guitar intro, and I think that it is Jerome Benton who introduces the band. I think so, too. Without further ado and back by popular demand, I'll have to look back and see if the time had performed at this building before. I'm not sure. He calls them Warner Brothers recording artist the time. Yeah. <laughs> and Very you hear guitar, uh, Morris ask the Houston crowd, are y'all ready to get it up? And guess what song launches? They're set.
0: Get it up. Yep. They're all dressed real fun. They kind of look like funk mobsters. Morris is wearing a shiny jacket. They're all wearing fedoras and saddle shoes and skinny ties. Yeah,
1: they're not uh, underdressed for the occasion. uh, No,
0: I expect them to pull out their Tommy guns any minute. They seem to really be having fun. There's some silly dances. How did Morris end up with a wireless microphone and Prince did not? You noticed
1: that, right? You noticed that. Um, Actually, Prince has not just a wired mic, but like a thick wired mic. Uh
0: Uh-huh. And And he's
1: jumping around from uh, lift to speakers and the fireman's pole.
0: Yeah, he's all over the stage and he has a wired microphone. And there's Morris. With a non wired microphone.
1: I don't know. 1982, did he leave it to the time to uh, test out new fame dangled equipment like wireless mics?
0: Perhaps.
1: Maybe so. Uh, Morris is dressed very much like he's dressed on the cover of What Time Is It? Yes. Which we covered back in early 2019.
0: Yeah. On the podcast. uh, February or March. Yep. Yeah.
1: Uh, so we have covered all of these songs before, and we've even covered a Prince live show from 1999 before this one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're all dressed to the nines very much.
0: Very yeah, timeish. Like
1: the time Jerome yeah. is there with his gold-framed mirror to show Morris how beautiful he is. Yeah,
0: it was... Enduring.
1: very fun. Like you, you had mentioned it while we were watching the show that Morris isn't quite in the Purple Rain Morris Day character just yet. He's a little more subdued.
0: He yeah. does have some yes uh-huh.
1: moments, but it's not quite as I don't know. It's not pimpish. the character yeah.
0: of Morris Day. Mm-hmm. It was still they, that was still evolving. Yep, and I didn't notice that it hadn't quite evolved that much when we listened to what time is it Mm -hmm. and covered it. I don't know if it was just you don't notice that stuff as much when it's you don't see them performing it.
1: Yeah you don't see his face. Right uh, but
0: you know I had felt like oh this is very indicative of the time and then seeing them perform I'm like oh they weren't quite there yet.
1: I think they were actually more focused on kicking Prince's ass when they came out than being a character. Uh, um, yes. There was definitely a rivalry going on there. Oh, yes.
0: They, they wanted to be...
1: A not exactly healthy one. Um... Somewhat <laughs> healthy, but not, not entirely. Yeah. They wanted to be the better band.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, so they launch into Get It Up, and that rolls right into a Cool. C-O-O-L. What's that spell? That's what they say in the song. Yeah. Yeah. Chorus. Uh, And those are pretty, I don't know, true to the studio versions of those songs on uh, their album. And then when cool ends, you can hear Morris say in the most original intro to a song ever known before 1982. This next song is for all the ladies in the house tonight. (laughs) (laughs) That's, well, I'm kind of excluding the times... Show from our Mountain Sea Time Capsule discussion. Yes,
0: me too. But
1: that's got to be my sea. Like, <laughs> oh, how lame is that? That's kind of lame.
0: I, agreed. I mean, uh, if you're going to introduce a song a ballad. called Girl, yes. Yes. and it's for the ladies, okay, I think we got it. Thanks. Yeah,
1: it's like having a woman wearing a raspberry hat <laughs> in a Raspberry berry video. Yeah,
0: uh, yep.
1: We're tracking already. <laughs> I think I mentioned during "Girl" that Morris Day had a little Lionel Richie thing going on. It sounded like yeah. his, his. Actually, he sounded great. Um, yeah. he was a good vocalist and, uh, but just his voice and his clothes, kind of said Lionel Richie to me a and little. his
0: stance—he did this wide-legged stance yeah. that really was like.
1: Yeah, he Lionel was about Richie to like to tee off on hole number four. <laughs> So Girl Ends and they launch into Wild and Loose.
0: Uh-huh. What time is it?
1: Yep. Wild and Loose is where I want to be. Yep. They give a pretty um again, close to the studio version of that song, live performance. It mm-hmm. was good, I thought. Yep.
0: Morris pulled off his shiny jacket That's and then right. you realize scarf. his scarf. Then you realize his pants are shiny. Yes. Yeah, you don't really notice his pants are shiny until he takes off the really shiny jacket.
1: Right. Yeah. And he would probably ask, well, why weren't you looking at my pants earlier? (laughs)
0: Because I was blinded by your jacket, (laughs) Morris.
1: Then, uh, gigolos get lonely too. I remember being, uh, how old was I?
0: Eight. Uh huh.
1: And I got my hands on (laughs) what time is it?
0: Mommy, what's a gigolo? No,
1: I read it as (laughs) Gigolo. (laughs) <laughs> Guy Golo's get lonely too. I don't understand. Yeah.
0: This is the song that the audience knows the best up to this point. You think so? Yeah. Okay. I well, do.
1: it's the one where Morris invites a woman from the crowd? Question mark. I don't know if <laughs> I think it really was. It looked was like a band member in drag. Like a plant. It was definitely looked like a wig to me.
0: Yeah, oh, big it was big blonde wig. And it was a very um Substantial person. Now, yeah. I like heavy. Just, just a, a lady. just lady. But I don't think it was a lady. I think it was one of the dudes. I
1: don't know. I thought it wouldn't have been funny if that had been Prince that came out. It
0: would have been thing, funny. But it was not. It wasn't.
1: It was about 16 inches too tall.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes. And they never really like showed that person. They kind of zoomed in, but it was so dark you couldn't see their yeah, face. Yeah, and you're looking so. at
1: basically a VHS recording from you know,
0: <laughs> 28 blob. years ago. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They do enjoy a no, glass of wine together. Well, oh, 38 than... years ago. Sorry. After the song ends, you can hear band clatter, is what I had written down. And you can hear Morris laughing and saying, unbelievable. <laughs> And then he shouts, Mary's sweet mother of Jesus, which is a line he uses on their albums. Yeah. As they start playing seven 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 ninety three eleven, very recognizable from the bass line and the guitar.
0: Yes. Yes, it is. And they do a little more synchronized dancing. The further we get into their portion of the show, the more synchronized dancing they do.
1: They do a little choreography. Yeah. Especially between Morris and Jerome. And the handkerchief used to wipe away Morris's (laughs) condensation, as he was calling it. He wouldn't call it sweat. Right, yes, his
0: condensation. Yes, because he wasn't hot. He was cool. Yep. I asked you, I'm like, is he about to do a magic trick? (laughs)
1: They did a lot of folding of this (laughs) handkerchief before he he dotted his head Yeah, he
0: like, Jerome opened it up and handed it. Morris folded it. And yeah,
1: so there's a little monogram on uh-huh. the outside. That's so,
0: right, yeah. He doesn't want to get his... He
1: doesn't want to get monogram. Yeah,
0: his condensation or his makeup on the monogram, so... <laughs> Morris leaves the stage, Jerome basically reminds them, hey, if you want an encore, you have to beg for it.
1: That's true. Let us not forget another highlight of seven 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 ninety three eleven, which is Jesse Johnson's guitar solo, <laughs> during which he swings the guitar solo around his whole body with the guitar strap in a very unchoreographed kind of...
0: He kind of like, like puts it around his cool. arm. Yeah, like, like it's spools- a hula hoop. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a very wobbly hula hoop. Yeah, and it, it really wasn't, expensive.
1: It wasn't as tight as I guess it could have been. It seemed yeah. like sounded See, good, just yeah. looked a little silly.
0: He's uh, he was trying something.
1: Yeah, he was trying something. fine yeah.
0: They are successful in bringing Morris back onto the stage for yes. an encore. I don't think there was really ever any question that he was going to do the encore. No, no. Yeah. And uh it's the walk.
1: Right. He introduces it. Morris comes back out on stage and says, "Houston, I hope you know I got things to do. I got a date tonight."
0: <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. This is more the Morris day that we're accustomed yeah. to post purple rain. He's very sassy and a little more choreography and
1: yeah, more confident.
0: Yeah. And unfortunately, they were zoomed in on his Face when he did the coolest yeah, dance, the slide, the slide yeah, little slide dance move that and he does. He does it in Purple Rain as my favorite. And yeah. every time I watch Purple Rain, I have to rewind it like <laughs> three or four times to just watch that little dance because it's so cool.
1: Yeah, the camera crew wasn't quite clued in. As well, to what yeah, was they didn't happen.
0: know that that was what was up, but yeah. And that brings the Times portion. To an end.
1: Yeah, like I said, if I had paid to come see this concert, and I got one, two, three, four, five, six songs by the time, that's essentially an entire album by the time. The first two albums had six songs each on them. Yeah. So you basically got an entire Time album performed for you live. Yeah. It was great. It's fun. Mm -hmm. So the Prince and the Revolution show is an hour and eight minutes. Yes. In our last episode, we covered... Live at the Masonic Temple. This is a very similar show performed yes. basically a month after that one. A little mix up in the set list, not as yeah. mix up as in problematic. They, yeah, they no, changed it change up. up. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> which they seem to have like two versions of the show that they would do with either DMSR as the encore or Head as the encore. Maybe play Little Red or Lady Cab Driver,
0: or maybe little not. Red. Yeah,
1: and Little Red Corvette, maybe, maybe not. And Automatic, maybe, maybe not. Right. So they had this set of songs that they could change out, it seemed like. But an hour and eight minutes for a print show, even in 1982, was relatively short.
0: Well, the time had just been on for 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. I believe the Vanity 6 set was about 20-ish minutes in addition to that, so it ended up being a two hour concert. I couldn't find the Vanity Six performance for this show, yeah, um, but I will post link to uh, Bloomington in nineteen eighty three near the end of the tour. there's a video of their performance all right, so it starts right in when you put this disc in, as we mentioned, there's no menu nope, it, but like here you go. Yeah and they they
1: give credit on the in the album or the CD jacket to video restoration. So I have to say for something that was looks like it was recorded by the Summit staff. Yes. Uh, they have a history of recording a lot of shows performed there. It did not look bad. It was worthy of release for a 1982 video that was, you know, pulled forward.
0: I absolutely agree. And some of the camera work is, some of it's a little shaky, especially right at the beginning. There's somebody, like, bumps the camera and it shakes a little bit. Mm. And the quality is not great, but there's some fairly interesting shots. They do a good job of wide shots and... Close-ups and yeah, it's not and horrible. doing
1: off-focus dissolves and that kind of stuff. Basically, yeah. video techniques that were almost all you could do in camera, right? At this time, yeah. Yep. So it kicks off right away. You put that disc in before you can even get back to your couch. Controversy <laughs> has started.
0: Uh huh. Strobe lights. Yeah. Curtains descending.
1: That's a part that obviously you can't appreciate when you listen to the Detroit audio disc. Is uh, the light show is pretty sophisticated. Yeah, there's all when the kick drum starts for controversy. There's a light that is in sync with it, which is kind of cool. Yes, and we notice this curtain lowering behind the band
0: mm-hmm.
2: to kind of
1: reveal these levelier blinds.
2: You know, mm-hmm. very
1: 1982, and these laser lights that are behind Prince's silhouette as he stands above the drums behind the band
0: mm-hmm. and
1: sings this song in a fairly. Static place He doesn't move around a lot during right. this one
0: Yeah, he's elevated right. With his guitar
1: Yep, and it confirmed our belief That Prince was playing rhythm guitar For
0: mm-hmm. Controversy
1: You yes. can see it happening here. Yes. So he remains up there Above Bobby Z Looking down upon his adoring fans As Let's Work starts. Yes. Uh, He does his typical intro, is anybody ready to work? And uh, the lights go up, we can finally see Prince's face Mm
0: -hmm. for the first time. Yes.
1: And very uncharacteristic of Prince as we knew him in the last 20 years, he calls out, Houston, Merry Christmas! Uh,
2: (laughs) Houston!
0: I wonder how many people got tickets underneath the Christmas tree. I don't know. They only it... had
1: four days to prepare to come to this concert if they did.
0: Oh, well, but whomever whomever bought the tickets is making preparations. You know somebody bought the tickets and put them under somebody's Christmas tree.
2: Yeah.
0: Fun. Very fun. For Christmas, I give you prints. Yay. The triple threat. Merry Christmas. That's right.
1: So he slides down that pole, which... Uh, is in videos. This is basically like the video set for every song that there was a video for for 1999. So as the intro to Let's Work starts, Prince makes his way down to take center stage and slides down a pole, which is, you can see it in every video for any single release from 1999. Yes. Uh, This is basically like the video set for sure. But as he slid down that pole and like swung around it Eight oh. times on his way down, I thought, sorry, Jennifer Lopez, you're late to the game.
0: <laughs> and the crowd goes bananas. Yes. Yes. They super, do. super fun. Yep.
1: Yeah, so as he knows how to do perfectly, he makes it to that microphone just a time to deliver verse one.
0: Uh-huh. He's very yeah. good at timing. Yes. He's rehearsed this more than once.
1: Yes. I mean, he rehearses it. He lives it. He sleeps it. He wakes it. He mm-hmm. naps it. <laughs>
0: I don't think he was much of a napper, but yes.
1: So verse two is where you notice that he took his... you were like, Is that a wired microphone? <laughs> Both times when Prince took it. Uh-huh. And you were like, Is that a wired microphone? And then when Morris Day was singing as we watched the Times <laughs> <laughs> set, you're like Is that oh is that a wireless microphone?
0: <laughs> well, I was just so, so fluxomed that I know Morris you would end up with the wireless microphone and Prince had the wired he microphone. Did, and it wasn't just it I were, mean it
1: was it was a serious wire too.
0: Oh it was. So, it was thick and, and Prince is super long
1: dancing and has a guitar and you know he's gotta keep track of where this thing is, this wire is because he goes far left and far right on the stage to play to the crowd the whole time.
0: Yes. Well, and there's not like a tech up there keeping track of it either.
1: Yeah, no no no, he's on there's, his own for yeah. sure. There's one point in this, again, this is all stuff you can't appreciate when you listen to the Detroit audio disc but there's at one point where he jumps and touches his toes as he does the splits in midair, yeah. which is in heels.
0: Yes, yeah, it's pretty cool. And then there's this little thing that he does where the audience is singing and he does this little flourish with his uh-huh. hand. Yeah, that and it was just it was so 1982 Prince and mm-hmm. super super cool and yeah. something he did for. A really long time. This is where Yeah, this like, is where really signature
1: moves were like put into play. Yeah. I know you loved it when he stood at the mic kind of with his hands in his pockets to say, work it. <laughs> work it. And he's looking like, this is nothing to me. Work it. I said work it. Work it. Come on, work it.
0: Uh-huh. You guys work it. Well and he's saying work it and kinda like messing with the front of the jacket a little bit. Yeah, and it's he's got very his purple, suggestive. Purporting. Yeah. He's wearing his purple trench coat and the way he's yep. saying work it and the way, the motions that he's making or I can su- read his mind. Yeah, I'm a little surprised that yeah. you know nineteen eighty two Houston was cool with this.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs>
0: In what would become a church, no less.
1: I know. Blasphemy. <laughs> I mean, he already defaced a Masonic temple, so what's a future <laughs> <No>. megachurch?
0: <laughs> and was he chewing gum?
1: We, I think we decided yes. He I and a number so. of people in the band were chewing gum. Yep. As we say in the South, chewing <laughs> gum. Yes, he was. And um, Des
0: was definitely chewing gum.
1: Yes, he was. Yes. Of course, he was just singing Backup.
0: Yeah. Playing bass.
1: Electric guitar mm. on bass. No. It's Do Brown not Mark. upset sorry. Brown Mark.
0: I'm sorry. But um, Brown Mark did a cool little like bin while he was playing bass. He did. The bass. He was
1: moving around pretty well. There you go. I also thought it was interesting that in Detroit, towards the end of Let's Work, it was, I'm not f- around. And then D- Houston, maybe in reverence to the future church of the. <laughs> all holy Joel Olstein. he says I'm not fooling around
0: uh huh yeah I'm not fooling around that's what and I really noticed there is you know the poor quality of the video is really seen here but it Kind of makes Prince glow.
1: Well, sure, He's actually like, makes everybody glow. But what, yeah, there's the blue lights and red lights that were
0: makes everybody part of the glow. Show. But because Prince was so focused on, he yes. just he looked like he was. He was almost the source of light. It was, <laughs> it was like yeah, really charming.
1: Oh, you're right. You're right. There are moments where the lighting. I'm sure in person it looked great, but on camera. The lighting wasn't designed for cameras. It was designed no, for No, it wasn't, but audience. I kind of
0: thought it looked great in yeah. its retro-ness.
1: It fits the part. Uh,
0: yes. Yes. So
1: notably, there's no performance of Little Red Corvette in this uh, yeah. concert. So I looked it up. I was like, I wonder why, because that's got to be close to when the single was released. Little Red Corvette as a single wouldn't be released until February 9th, so it was uh-huh. still like a month and a half off. Okay. Um, so they could mix it in and out of shows and I'm sure it would become a staple after the single was released. Cause that's what's really made 1999 a huge hit. Right. So much so that they even re-released 1999 as a single after Little Red Corvette.
0: Yeah. In the to United States. To capitalize on the <laughs> success of Little Red Corvette. Yes.
1: Um, so instead we roll right into Doomy Baby. And my first note here is
0: he's definitely chewing gum. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he is.
1: I mean, this is similar to uh, the Detroit show in full 1999 Purple Rain era clothing, um, lace and buttons. This man loved his buttons.
0: He did love some buttons.
1: Even buttons that didn't do any buttoning. (laughs) They were sewn on buttons.
0: Yeah, they were just, you know, decorative buttons. They were. Yes. I do love how this one starts where Prince is pacing the stage and really all you can see are his heels. and Yeah,
1: there's a long instrumental intro to uh this that we talked about on the Detroit show and we're like, he must be toying with the crowd or something going on. Doing something,
0: yes. And you can see him walking back and forth and then he looks like he's about to start singing and he drops to his knees (laughs) Uh and the crowd goes bananas and it's fun.
1: Yeah, it's a real simple kind of toying with the crowd. And for the part where he says I just can't wait ooh he climbs the stair the stairs on stage right and has this super long wired mic and he's so incredibly blue on a black background that like you said it almost looks like he's the light source yeah he throws his mic that wired mic down at one point to leap to an even higher speaker and then grabs the mic again for some end of the song soul singing I just It all the way back down. It would I mean it took some skill to be in he and heels, singing, climbing stairs, jumping on platforms, a wired mic to keep track of. Yep. Um,
0: well and while he after he'd thrown his mic down and he's laying on top of that box and he sits up and he continues like singing something. Yes,
1: yes he did that a lot.
0: It's just for him. Nobody right. can hear him. The crowd's too loud, the band's too loud, whatever yeah. he's singing up there, it's just for him. Yep. Is
1: Fun. Yeah, very fun. Yeah. At the end of the song, the camera zooms in on a light rig. And there was, so there was like this little video choreography going on to a degree, to a degree like someone who is running camera new zoom in to this set of five lights that are hanging from the ceiling uh-huh. and do a soft blur. And then you're going right. to transition over to this other camera for the right. beginning of the next song
0: yeah before we leave do baby he lo- loses the trench coat for the yes, song he does. You're right. and you can really see how well tailored his clothing yeah is and yep. I, that's new yeah, it is. to 1982 prints prior yeah, I don't to know that if he had it was...
1: custom made or or how that came about because you don't really hear about him you know in custom clothing really until like purple rain and then obviously around the world in a day with the right. with the cloud suit and right. this other stuff but, right. uh, but in 1982 i don't know who would have been making clothing for i don't
0: him. know that they he specifically had clothing made for him as maybe much as he might have had clothing that was then tailored to fit him more exactly yeah yeah
1: that or he shopped in the petite <clears throat> women's section <laughs> <laughs> because that was about his body
0: type. Y- yes, that's yeah. also possible. But yeah. I just I noticed that. Oh, and then there was a spot where he's saying, "Baby, please, baby, please." Yeah. And there must be a hot girl like in the front row because he is singing right right to, to her. Her, yeah. yes.
1: Or he made someone's day, or both. Oh,
0: oh yes, I'm sure he did. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, So then the song that was the encore for the Detroit show shows up here mid-set, DMSR. Yes. Which I know was a favorite of yours because it sounded like it was just made to be sung live. Uh, So what a great middle of the concert song, especially coming out of a ballad.
0: Yes. Oh, yes, it's so much fun. Did it, you
1: notice that the keyboard intro? I don't know how Dr. Fink hasn't talked about this. So did he get fined every time he <sighs> screwed up the keyboard intro for DMSR? Because it was difficult, I'm sure, but it's on recordings where it's messed up quite often. And yeah. This is one of them. Like he hits two keys instead of one and it just sounds.
0: It was wrong. dark on that stage.
1: Should have a keyboard light. <laughs>
0: It did start dark, though, so you know. I mean, I can see Prince being like, "You should know where the keys are by now. (laughs) You don't need a light," and that making it challenging to play.
1: Yeah, so I bet there are. I'm going to give. I bet there are some stories there, though, about criticisms and get it right,
0: man. (laughs) I'm sure. Um, Uh, Prince has a guitar that he's picked up in between songs and he turned and I noticed there's like a whole bunch of duct tape on the back of the guitar.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. I didn't see that.
0: And I was trying to figure out Why? Well, like probably is there... from him
1: throwing it and mistreating it. <laughs> and this was at a very young age for that guitar. It stayed with him for his entire career.
0: Yes. Well, I did some reading as to why somebody might put duct tape on their guitar. Okay. And yes, it could be a quickie repair job. Yeah. It also could be, uh, it was a big funk thing, particularly at this time. Instead of using a... Uh, a lock for your guitar strap. Uh-huh. You'd put your guitar strap on and then duct tape over it. That was like a funk thing.
1: Oh, that, I have not heard about that before. Yeah.
0: Well, I only heard about it because it was, I went looking for it, Wow! but it was instead of putting the lock on the
1: yeah, and, and bottom of the guitar. Yeah.
0: And having it the right size and having it bolted in basically. Yeah. People would duct tape it on. And that, was, that became like a thing. People would duct tape it on even when they were famous and could afford a...
1: <laughs> yeah, custom thing. Yeah. Well, that's why it was ductomic doll. <laughs> 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 so I noticed that Prince is playing rhythm guitar at the beginning of the song, which is what we thought. But then Dez takes over taking rhythm guitar as the song progresses through, Prince loses his guitar altogether uh-huh. and that rhythm guitar part is uh-huh. still there. So uh Des takes it over, which I thought was interesting. Again, couldn't see or know that on the
0: audio disc yeah, five. Exactly. Uh, Lisa's super 80s cute.
1: Yeah, she is. She, she's things. showing shoulder.
0: Uh-huh, shoulder. And she's got that like big hair with one side pulled yeah. back real far, just super. 80s look and her backup vocals are great and yeah
1: and throughout a lot of this uh performance jill jones is with her at the keyboards there like Mm -hmm. she is in the videos from 1999 with blonde hair and Mm -hmm. singing with her
0: yeah and you don't see her as much here we see her a little more later yeah yeah
1: uh lisa gets her scream and somebody call the police Uh uh-huh
0: which i thought actually worked it worked better for me in concert here in the kind of in the middle of the uh-huh. song than at the end, like well, it I was it. in uh, on the album. Mm-hmm. I just I don't know it, like it was less unsettling but still interesting. Mm. It All really right. worked for me here. Yeah.
1: Um, Prince and Brown Mark and Dez have a bit of choreography together. They're a little like Morris and Jerome at points where they're playing guitar and they've got a dance step that they're doing. Uh Uh-huh. And then I think this was one of your favorite parts when Prince says, All the white (laughs) people clap your hands on the four now. Yes, and and Prince kind of mimics them. (laughs)
0: He like shows them where the four is, Uh, and then like they don't get it.
1: Yeah, he still is like, What are you doing?
0: I'm like, Even I can find the four. Come on, man. (laughs) I don't have any rhythm, and I can find the four in this song. But it was really funny. He was having a good time. He was having a good time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: There was no extended keyboard part at the end of this, which I missed a lot from the Encore performance where there's the, and it goes on for a while. Yeah. That's not part of this one, unfortunately.
0: It's not. And then they roll into their interlude. Uh, Lisa's lit from the top in the red light, and it kind of shifts to purple and then blue and
1: so much that the VHS camcorder has a hard time keeping focus on her. Yes, yeah. the colors change cuz it's so wonky.
0: Right. And then it's real blown out in kind of an artsy way. Yeah. That's kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, like you said it sort of fits. It's like, oh, well with what she's playing and what the year was, it kind of should look like that.
0: Yeah. And yeah. It, it should look like that. It'd be weird if
1: you could see her clearly.
0: Right. Like, exactly. What is this,
1: what is this 1989? <laughs>
0: It reminded me a little of uh, Ross in Friends doing his yes, music. You,
1: you asked me about that.
0: <laughs> which would have been about the right time frame, considering yeah. Ross's age. He would have been just a little after that. He but could
1: have been inspired by uh-huh. uh Lisa's interlude.
0: Yep. And then uh, I thought this one had a little less... Mournful of a sound to it than the Detroit show did. Oh, it It's okay. a little bit different. All right, a little less mournful. And then uh, it, the lights change, and it almost looks like her boobs inflate because <laughs> there's two red dots over where <laughs> just like below her face.
1: But with then, one of those 1999 <laughs> sound effects, that could have been pretty cool.
0: <laughs> 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 yes. All right, and. This is kind of a break for the band. So yeah. we're going to take a little quick break That's right you, here. Sir. Yes.
2: In January of 2020, the Zero Science Network is proud to herald the return of Discography Deep Dive, an obsessively far-reaching musical descent into the histories of our favorite bands and artists. On our last season, our friend Christopher Brown, host of Nickelback and Old Man Yella Cloud, took us on a journey through the timeline of British alt-rock legends, Radiohead. Now it's my turn. My name is Lillian Martin. You can call me Lils. I'm the co-host of Zero Science Network podcast Jukebox Zeros. And on this season, I'll be telling the story of Sparks, a highly acclaimed duo who have spent their career seamlessly jumping from sound to sound, going from glam rock to synth pop to Eurodance to Baroque chamber and back, all while influencing a slew of bands and artists along the way, but never achieving a major level of commercial success in their own North American homeland. All this and more on Season 2 of Discography Deep Dive. Available at the Zero Science Network or wherever podcasts can be found.
0: Thanks for sticking with us through that quick break. Now we have a portion of the concert that we didn't get to hear on the Detroit Disc
1: Right. And that was why I I kind of feel like they didn't edit the Detroit concert. It was just a mixture of things and Hmm. he just didn't do it there. And we get it here. Um, I'm talking about the elements of the song With You that are in Prince's piano improv Mm -hmm. after Mm -hmm. Lisa's interlude. Yes. Almost like Lisa gets a piano interlude and then Prince gets a piano interlude. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Everybody gets a turn.
0: Yeah. But there was also another song that you said. You yeah. Heard I that heard
1: a really, um, I don't know, identifiable part of you're all I want in this too. He does like a little rockabilly thing on his yeah. baby grand piano. And I swear to you, was, I was like, that is you're all I want, or at least a portion of it that mm-hmm. he's playing there. And I, nobody agree. knew it because mm-hmm. yeah. the only person who had that song supposedly was Peggy McCurry, McCurry wow. at this time.
0: Right. Yeah, and it wasn't released until this oh, yeah. Super Deluxe Edition came out. Right, so six months ago. Yep.
1: Yeah, it was only Prince on that baby grand piano lasted for like a minute and thirty eight seconds, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I know you'd said you tried to find some information about that little baby piano, baby I grand piano, because it has a long history with Prince. It was part of the Purple Rain tour on almost the same position on stage, facing mm-hmm. stage left. Yes. With him taking playing portions of songs on it also. So yes, it all started and I was
0: super song. frustrated that I couldn't find right. it. And then I let it go. And then yesterday, I went and found more information. Well, let's hear because right. I didn't even bother looking. Okay. Well, it's probably a Yamaha CP70B electric grand piano. It could be a CP70M or a CP80. But those are updates to that... CP70B model, so it's one of those.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh, it is a really stable piece of equipment. It, it must be. <laughs> it holds its its tune even when it's moved pretty well. It's, it doesn't take a ton of tuning to get it back into, which makes it a great piece of touring equipment. It separates into two pieces, and they weigh over one hundred pounds each.
1: Interesting. When you said it's very stable, I was like, well, it will be better be because it involves a 110 pound <laughs> human standing and you know, uh-huh. grinding on top of yeah. it for a lot of the show.
0: Yes, but it's also, I mean, like musically yeah. stable.
1: Yeah, easy to move. Yes. Mobile piano.
0: Yep. Um, it's supposed to have a really warm and smooth sound and it can be played without electricity and still be heard. But mm. it volume that way is quieter than a baby grand, but of course it can be hooked into a PA system so that the sound can be amplified for the audience. So it was a really interesting piece of equipment. It breaks down. It's Mm -hmm. doesn't require a lot of tuning. I mean, I'm sure it probably required some probably before every performance, but less than, and it's easier to transport than a typical, Baby Grant or Grand Piano.
1: It's interesting they they described the sound as warm because I found it very mechanical sounding, almost like a harpsichord.
0: I wouldn't have described hmm, the
1: sound as warm
0: hmm, at all. I think they meant as opposed to like a keyboard Hmm. or other movable pianos Mm -hmm. at that time that it gave a richer, smoother sound that then you would get with... An upright, maybe. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. I still don't find it warm.
0: Well, that's, that's marketing fine. language this,
1: aside, Yamaha. Uh,
0: well, that that wasn't from Yamaha. They actually don't make this piece of equipment anymore. I'm sure they stopped making parts for it in 1997. Oh wow! So it's been quite some time since really that piece of equipment's been mm-hmm. supported. So to speak.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hello, Yamaha. Yeah, I got a problem with my baby grand.
0: <laughs> my electric baby grand needs some new strings, but you can buy. It was about four thousand dollars. For that piece of equipment, new at the time, mm-hmm. you can still find them in good working order for under $3,000. $3, you
1: find one with like hip indentations in the top of it? No, nope,
0: probably not a purple one either, yeah. because the uh, I think the purple was made specifically for him. They typically came in black.
1: Yep. Well, Yamaha had a long history providing prints with... Uh, pianos and keyboards especially that's what he toured with on his last tour was a custom made Yamaha
0: yep and he had a custom made Yamaha about to be delivered when he passed away that he never got to see
1: Yep, he continues playing this one though after this little piano improv as he uh, moves into how come you don't call me anymore very similar to the Detroit show there are tambourine uh, accompaniment
2: Mm mhm Going yes. on in the
1: background, and Prince has lost his trench coat again, but still in very Purple Rain era clothing.
0: Mm-hmm. Everybody he, else is kind of doing this little steppy dance behind him. Yes, yeah, for a long time. In time to Jill Jones uh-huh. with her tambourine. Yeah. I think it was probably her with the tambourine.
1: Oh, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, he seems to be singing directly to someone off stage <laughs> left. Uh-huh. Like I thought maybe Vanity might be standing over mm-hmm. there and he might be looking at her. Could be. Oh, okay. These are the stories I tell myself.
0: Uh huh, that's right.
1: Uh, he gets up from the piano at one point and brings his mic along to do the did you lose the number or you got another man bit? Oh,
0: oh, oh, did you forget the number?
1: Of course, it's that wired microphone. And then he claims this time that his other woman. He has another woman, and she's a nurse.
0: (laughs) She treats his body
1: right. You know why? She's a nurse. We get a more sincere part where he says, I miss you, baby. And he repeats it a number of times. I miss you, baby. Before he says, why don't you call? And teasing about making love to another woman yesterday. And he says, I take that back. I tried to make love mm. to her, but I had you on my
2: mind. Mm-hmm. Take it back. Come, come I tried to make love to her. Emphasis on come, trial, Nobody.
0: you know why? I had you on the brain. Yes, I I had you on the brain. On the brain? Is that what he said? I think that's what he says. Okay. Sounds right. And I you screamed still- your name. <laughs> Yeah. Brain and name rhyme. That's oh, gotcha. I think
1: it's brain. Gotcha. We still get pieces of chocolate that we mentioned on uh-huh. the last podcast where he yep. says, I'll make it so nice if only I could.
0: i make it so nice. i make it so nice only I so nice.
1: so And it it the song kind of ends right there before he can get into the lust you always pieces of the song that we pointed out where... Uh, he says, you ain't going to call. I got to get out of here.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. He still mentions his Tootsie Roll just as he does in yes. Chocolate. Yes. Yeah. Don't you want to play
2: Tootsie Roll?
0: I think he was particularly fond of that particular euphemism. Tootsie Roll? Yes.
1: Yes. I would have said Milky Way. I would have been more proud of myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: And uh, we get Lady Cab Driver here after this song. So we get the kind of city street um, sound effects, traffic noises, Uh and Prince puts his hand up and says,
0: Taxi! Yeah, it was fun.
1: Yeah, very fun. Again, this is the same beat that they played Head and uh, Uptown to on... The Detroit show, just with a little extra drum fill at one point, but it is the same beat for Lady Cab Driver that they use here, and they actually use it for head on the encore. Yeah. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Did you notice how taken over the stage was by fog here? I thought it was like almost emergency. We're going to have to get a fan up here to blow it (laughs) off so we can see this. Little Prince uh-huh. on stage, but he emerges from it unscathed.
0: Yeah, and maybe that fog turned his microphone down a little bit because it needed right. to be somebody like accidentally turned him down and didn't turn him back up like they should have. Yes, you and, notice
1: that immediately and the look on his face.
0: Oh, he, he was given somebody like he's still smiling, but he's smiling that smile of somebody who's extremely annoyed, and I'm going yes. to get you after the end of this if you don't fix it now. We're going to we're
1: gonna have to get a screenshot of that and post it on social media so you can talk about it because <laughs> it was truly... Uh, like he was shooting lasers oh, at someone through his eyeballs. Uh,
0: he was, but he was still smiling, but he was really yeah. not happy with somebody. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You're right. And this was Jill Jones's first appearance. Blonde standing with Lisa, like all the 1999 album videos. She's back at the keyboard playing along with Lisa. Yes. And Prince gets all the rhythm guitar parts and Des gets a guitar solo, including one portion where he plays his guitar orally. <laughs> Yep. It's a guitar solo.
0: Uh huh. Yeah, he
1: licks it. Or pl- plays it with his teeth. He wasn't or worried about
0: COVID 19.
1: He was not. No.
0: And then that goes into a super fast version of Automatic.
1: Yeah, I know you like it, this song being performed a little quicker than the album version. Which is funny because we heard the album version this morning. As we were eating breakfast uh-huh. and Siri was shuffling songs for us, the very first song she played was the studio uh-huh. version of Automatic. And all I could think of was how much I loved the studio version, but I do like the yeah. live takes
0: oh, as yeah. well. I don't dislike any of the versions that I've heard, yeah. but this is it just it's so markedly fast.
1: It definitely is faster. And yeah. uh, I love Prince's intro where he yells, repeat after me, A-U-T-O-Matic. Uh-huh. Then
0: repeat after me. Yep, and he's leading everybody in a dance and he yeah. puts his wired microphone between his legs so yeah. that he can do stuff with his arms. Uh-huh. And it was He fun. also
1: does the little uh, shuffle from the little red Corvette video uh uh-huh. dance move off the mic to stage right.
0: Uh-huh. And he that, does a kind of a grapevine and then yeah. the splits and some kind of breakdancing moves yes. and
1: and I remember hearing I guess it was on the official uh nineteen ninety nine podcast where the director of the video was filming Little Red Corvette, and they were asking Prince, well, what are you going to do here? And he's like, just watch. And he did this thing, and the director was like, this is why, man, you got to let us know what you're going to do so we can be ready. We completely missed your splits and what you were doing with your feet. We had no idea, so we're going to have to do it again. And he said that's really where Prince's mind started to get into, okay, well, this is where you know, direction, and I'm going to be here, and this is my mark, and right. I'm going to hit it, you be ready. Yes. Kind of all came about where you really started to grasp that, because mm. up until that point, it had kind of been like singing directly into a camera's face. Right. For videos. Yeah. yeah. I love when he sits on the kick drum as the song builds to an end. He goes, and sits in front of a uh, Bobby Z. Yeah,
0: but before he does that, he climbs up to the elevated platform on the left of the stage. And Uh he's kind of, he looks like he's floating Mm -hmm. and using magic to control the lights. Uh And, oh, it's so funny.
1: Yeah, it's just, he knows every part of the show. Yes, it was so funny.
0: Yes, I really liked him getting on this lit drum. It was,
1: Yeah, kind of sitting bow-legged on it. uh
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, he's straddling it, and if it had rains, he'd have ridden right, right into the into the audience.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then we hear Lisa with her introduction to international lover. Fasten your seatbelts.
0: Uh huh. The only
1: prepare for takeoff,
0: th- and the only thing you can see is a neon heart lit up. Yes. Fasten your seatbelts. <laughs> prepare for
2: takeoff.
1: Yeah, and that was the first appearance of the little neon heart. That's super cool. Which is cool. very cool. Yep. We get the plain sound effects, and the stage is full of fog, uh, which looks really cool with that heart-shaped neon. I mean, this thing screams 1980s stage and set design.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. And he starts singing, and I noticed he was wearing a single black glove.
1: You did notice that, right? Yep. Yes. It's a so single glove.
0: I, I wonder how... How that related to when did Michael Jackson start wearing a glove? I I just was curious, so I went and looked it up. Okay,
1: you found out.
0: (laughs) I I did. Michael Jackson didn't start wearing his single white glove until 1983 in the Billie Jean video. Mm -hmm. Prince was black and sparkly. Yep. Michael's Michaels was white and sparkly. Michael Jackson wore his on his right hand. Prince was wearing his on his left. I read some reports that Michael kind of had the idea for a single glove to wear around 1980, but didn't employ that until Billie Jean in 1983. So Prince did it first publicly. Uh Uh-huh. I don't know I don't think they were really talking about stuff like in 1980
1: so Yeah. I know Michael was into like wearing his pants purposefully a little short with white socks and black shoes so it kind of emphasized
0: Yeah, his, the, dance, his moves. dance moves on yeah. his feet. Yeah. Which is fine. So I just I thought it was interesting because I'm like did one of them copy the other? I don't know that they really copied one another yeah. as far as that went, but they were both having sort of similar ideas.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, a stage full of fog, but yet Prince emerges, and he's got his purple studded trench coat back on again uh-huh. for this one. Yep. And I love that he sings the entire first verse straight onto the crowd with his hands in his pockets and his feet just locked in a position Uh uh-huh you know almost like daring them to sing along (laughs) Um, otherwise the performance is a lot like it's a long song nine minutes and 50 seconds i think it's the longest um song in the concert actually but it also includes like a four minute instrumental ending (laughs) where we get prince and a bed Up on that elevated portion of the stage, and he's dry-humping it, and it's something very similar to what we'd see in Darling Nikki in Purple Rain.
0: Yeah, it was extremely suggestive. He put his trench coat back on so that he could strip it off up there. Yes. Yeah, he strips off his shirt up there. Yeah, you see
1: him mainly in silhouette, too. Yeah,
0: yeah. He does a little swing on the fireman's pole. There's like an arch where the fireman's pole is attached to that platform yep. and there's it's like taller than him and he swings on it yeah and, like an
1: acrobat a yeah sexy tiny acrobat
0: <laughs> he's just warming up for what he was about to do to that bed
1: acrobat Obat <laughs> <laughs> I was worried no. that you know they didn't have safety measures or like anything. If he had slipped off, he only had one hand to grab onto it with because yeah. the other was covered in a black sparkly glove. Yeah, yeah. Man.
0: Oh my word. <laughs> well, and like, I don't know that anybody like checked to me. It did wobble a little bit when he did that, too. That's true. Did we like, have
1: the, Did we make the sure that it was. Yeah. Did you like, get all those screws in there?
0: Yeah. Did you wrench it down good? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It does have to support like a hundred and. At 19 pounds. Yeah. Of swinging action. But it all came off without a hitch. Yep. And then we got the title track, 1999. Yep. Um Which seemed very much like a reenactment of the video. Like if you had seen the video for 1999 and came to the show, you got what you wanted. You got to see the video perform live. hmm Which I think was very cool back then. I know it was something that he grew tired of doing and didn't like. He did rearrangements of tracks to keep himself interested. hmm You know?
0: Yeah. We get a really good look at Jill here. Yeah.
1: Lots she's, of good shots of yeah, Jill and she's Lisa. has got
0: big blonde hair mm-hmm. and dark blue eyeshadow. Super early 80s. But again, she's 80s adorable. Yeah. Yeah.
1: She's very pretty. Yes. They both were. Yes. We do get that extended base-driven kind of ending. Boom, boom, boom. That we mm-hmm. talked about at the... Um, in our last episode about the 1999 performance in Detroit and Dez is the one with the guitar solo during the extended ending and does it on top of the band upstage where the bed was. The Uh bed has been removed to make room for Dez to give a little 1999 guitar solo.
0: And he plays it behind his head at one point. He does. He was a rocker. And then we see Jill again. i only mention this because when we'd seen her before, she was behind the keyboards with Lisa. And this time she's playing the tambourine, like in the middle of the stage okay. with a microphone and singing back up. And she is just fully in purple underwear.
1: Oh, yeah. She's definitely like just in a bra panties.
0: That's, yeah. That, and maybe... Uh, Garter, like a garter belts and oh, hose. Yeah. Yeah. I mean
1: his just scantily dressed. Yeah.
0: Oh she could pull it well, off
1: though. Thank goodness the church could bless this place <laughs> later. <laughs> so the song builds to an end and we get Prince saying Merry Christmas Houston, we love you. Good night.
2: Mm-hmm. Merry Christmas Houston
0: We love you. All right. Yeah, that's fake.
1: Yeah that's fake. <laughs> totally fake.
0: <laughs> He's going to come back and do another song.
1: In fact, he says, You know, I can't let you out of here without a little head.
0: Yeah. Houston! You know,
2: you ain't getting out of here until you get some head.
0: <laughs> Which I was like, hey, It's interesting that he didn't pick Little Red Corvette or Delirious, because despite the fact that they had not been released as singles.
1: They were from the album he was. They their were promoter. from
0: the album and they were part of the beginning part of the album that was often played. Right. All the way through. It was, you know, we've mentioned this before, a stairway to heaven situation. The yeah. you're the only DJ there in the yeah. evening or overnight and you need a little break, so you put on something long.
1: Right. But he played, I think that makes a total of six songs from 1999, and Mm -hmm. then a number of other songs from everything from Prince to Dirty Mind and Controversy Mm -hmm. albums are mixed in here, too. Yep. And he mixed it up every night a little bit, so it just happened to be what he played tonight. He's shirtless in this one with a headband on. Mm -hmm. I mean, very much like a, uh, the show is kind of over, I'm just here to have some fun now. Uh And he's got his honer guitar.
0: And he's definitely chewing gum.
1: Chewing gum, probably went off stage, got a fresh piece. Yep, of Wrigley's chewing gum.
0: <laughs> and he uh, can't be outdone by Des licking his guitar. Right, Prince gives his a, a little taste too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yep, and Jill and Lisa were both singing the woman's spoken parts uh-huh. The that Lisa typically did on her own. Yep, and Prince singing.
0: is mouthing the lyrics.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he is. He's, a, he's, so he's having
0: a good time.
1: He is having a good time. I don't think time. it's like a child actor where he's
0: no. mouthing I what
1: think the other he's person just is saying it. in anticipation of saying his part. Oh boy, here I go. <laughs> <laughs> he's just singing along. Yep. Um and again this is right over the lady cab driver drum line. They use that for three different songs in the mm-hmm. set. And Brown Mark literally gets a spotlight for his bass solo, which yes. is awesome. Yes. I think he's very underrated.
0: I agree. A
1: bass player, for sure. Brown
2: Mark, bass spotlight. Oh!
1: Get a little bit of the song Sexuality yeah. mixed in at the end, which was unique also. That was mm-hmm. track two from the controversy album. Mm-hmm. He sings, Sexuality is all I'll ever need. Sexuality, I'm gonna let my body be free.
0: Sexuality is all I'll ever need. Sexuality let my body be free. You say
1: And the song is still going on and the entire band walks off stage right. <laughs> As we get the 1999 spoken intro once again, don't worry. Mm-hmm. I don't we don't get a good night or a thank you or anything this time. So when it's not the end of the show, not only good night but Merry Christmas. Uh huh. When the show is actually over,
0: eh, yeah, just, out just of nothing. Here. They're gone. We're gone. Yeah. That was right after Prince pretended to push up boobs. Yes, that's which right. Which was really funny. Yeah, it was funny. I yep. forget
1: what he said. What was he singing he, when he did that?
0: Uh he mouths something to the audience. That's right. And He doesn't have a, have a microphone in front of him. Yeah, he's, he's mouthing just something talking. to the audience. Right. Which of course the quality of the recording is not very good, so he can't really tell what he's mouthing. Right. And he pretends to push up boobs and Yes. They all walk off stage, they're gone.
1: It's over. That's it. Yeah. He's yep. got
0: a date tonight. <laughs> All right. Well, that brings us to the end of what we're covering this episode. Actually, it
1: brings us to the end of nineteen ninety nine Super Deluxe. It does. Wow. Yeah. It
0: does bring us to the end of that.
1: It would be the second time we've had to say farewell to 1999, so I don't feel so bad about it. Yeah. It's got a lot
0: of attention. It has gotten a lot of attention. Lots of love from us. But... There is a thing that we do at the end of our episodes. We choose three things. We are the mountains and the sea, so we make some selections. Right. We choose a time capsule, something that exemplifies the time at which the material was recorded or when it was released. The choice is up to the host, making that selection. We choose the sea, the S-E-A, the low point. Not that it's bad, it could be bad, but it's just the thing that we personally didn't like. And then the mountain, the thing that we like the most. Right. So, these are my rules. I go first. <laughs> the time capsule. Yeah. The terrible but endearing video quality.
1: Yeah, I think that's, you know, it would, the nice thing about that is that they didn't, Tried to overdo the restoration of it. Yes. It sort of is let's make it as good as we can with what we've got. And uh, it'll be part of this. It's almost like a little piece of bootleg that they put in here. Yeah. Which I thought was a cool thing to include. We got a lot of official material and studio stuff that wasn't released. And then here's a video of the show for you to enjoy too. Yeah. I liked it more than I thought I would.
0: Yeah. That's fair. And I just loved how. He seemed to glow. Yeah. It was very sweet. Cool. Yeah. And a <laughs> very sweet in a song where he sings head and lady cab driver. Oh, <laughs> right.
1: yeah. God. Isn't that endearing? <laughs> it's not something you want to show your grandma. What's she's, yours? She's probably not going to like it. <laughs> My time capsule, you know, I said this earlier to, to you today, like it's hard to pick a time capsule, a sea, and a mountain for essentially another concert like the one we previously recorded so some of these i'm putting a stamp on and i'm mailing them in my time capsule is still i don't know how you don't pick
0: 1999
1: okay uh, the title track in concert eight minutes and eight seconds of the band just basically partying and mixed in with merry christmas mm-hmm. um in 1982 to me that was a moment in time great etched into history Super. Haunting Joel Olsen every time he (laughs) delivers a sermon.
0: And then the C.
1: The low point. The
0: low point. Um, I'm going to go with the same one that I did the last time, which is that there wasn't a Vanity 6 or Time video included. The Time video exists. Yeah. We watched it.
1: Yeah, and basically the same quality on YouTube as the print show.
0: maybe even sounded a little bit better.
1: Maybe. As good just, at least.
0: As at least as good. Yeah. The production value is equal. Yep. And there it, it was, 45 minutes. DVDs are cheap.
1: Yeah, well, and it could have possibly fit on that DVD mm-hmm. on the same disc. Mm-hmm. It probably could have. So I don't know what the deal is if maybe there's some legalities behind mm-hmm. the time and vanity six that prevented their material from being included in 1999. But if you're going to have a 1999 super deluxe edition, it really should have included the vanity six album and the time album that accompanied it. And they toured together. It was the triple threat. They wrote most of it and played all of it. Yeah. Most of it. Yeah. So yeah, I don't disagree. Well, my i I'm sticking to my guns here, too. I'm going <laughs> with the interlude, even though, like uh-huh. you said, it's maybe a little more interesting to see Wendy play it on video than to just yeah. hear the audio portion of it. But it was kind of a it was the slow point of the show, and yeah. I understand that you're trying to mix party songs and serious moments and fun moments to create this experience, but... I thought it dragged the show down a little bit and just, um, I don't know, seemed almost unnecessary unless, you know, Prince is off stage taking a shower and getting into different clothes. Right. That's, it kind of just seemed like an unveiled Prince is taking a break moment.
0: Yes. Yeah, I agree. All right, then the mountain, the thing that made the top of it for us. For me, I really appreciated Let's Work because he was so happy and he does that fun little hand thing where he's listening. There's so much audience engagement. He just Mm -hmm. really looks like this is the thing that he's always wanted to do that all of the recording and making music. That's great. And he wants to do that. But this is the part that he can't get to the audience any other way.
1: Yeah. Um, that's funny because my mountain, I was going to go with automatic again Uh and I could have easily, Yeah, but I thought, you know, you could put a little effort into this, Josh and
0: (laughs) pick something else.
1: (laughs) And I picked let's work.
0: Oh, we agree. That's cool.
1: Totally agree. And I was the same way. That's the, it's almost like where the concert really takes off. He's unveiled. The lighting comes up. He slides down the pole. He's down with the audience, center stage, part of the band again. He does a great job, I think, singing falsetto live in yes. this when he's got crazy dance moves in full effect with that wired mic that's got to take a lot of coordination, yet he lets the band play every instrument. He never picks up his guitar during Let's Work, which is fun. Mm-hmm. So that was my mountain, too.
0: Okay, awesome. Yeah. That's fun. Okay. So.
1: So long, We've reached the end of
0: 1999. Yes, we have. Hasta la vista, what are we going to talk about next, Josh?
1: Well, I think that we both love it when we can coincide our little show with official new releases. That's a lot of fun. Um, and we'll be doing that to pair up with the Sony Legacy reissues of The Rainbow Children and One Night Alone and One yes. Night Alone Live. Which will be reissued on April seventeenth, twenty twenty. We've got enough notice that we can bring that forward and make it part of our focus for the next few episodes. So that's what we'll be looking at. We'll start our coverage with Prince's twenty four studio album, The Rainbow Children, oh, on the next yeah. episode.
0: I remember when The Rainbow Children came out very, YouTube. very well, clearly. It was
1: basically September eleventh, yes, two thousand one.
0: Yes, but I just—it was one of those that I really looked forward to. I will be
1: interested to see if you feel the same way listening to it again today. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's some stuff. There is.
1: That's why we're doing a show.
0: (laughs) If there wasn't anything interesting to talk about, then we wouldn't do a show. Those
1: (laughs) albums of Silence Prince released, we haven't covered yet.
0: (laughs) Thank you for listening. We know that you make a choice when you listen to us. We don't just come on the radio please tell a friend, ask them to listen because it's way more fun when you can listen with a friend, talk about it with them afterwards, after you've both listened. Please do go rate and review on iTunes specifically or anywhere you get your podcasts that does help us get found. So we would super, super appreciate that. And until next time, happy purple listening friends.
1: Thanks again.